Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today we're joined by Vienda Maria. Vienda is a writer and creative who spends her time teaching at the crossroads of manifesting, intuitive living, radical self-trust, creativity, and business. She's a coach and mentor for creative women who want to live a more spirited, intuitive life, either through their own creative business or the way they approach life. She can be found on her website at viendamaria.com. Vienda, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Now, before we jump into more about your business, I'd love it if you would tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not working. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So my name is Vienda. I was born in Austria. I'm half Austrian, half Italian. And I had really quite nomadic parents. So I've lived all over the world since I was little. Um, And that has definitely impacted on the business that I've created now. And so obviously I love traveling still. I'm quite obsessed with oceans and sunshine, which is always <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> um, and then this, in general, like just being creative fills my days and my time and being creative shows up in so many different ways for, you know, everyone. So. Very cool. Well, let's jump into a little bit more about your business. You know, everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. The first part of our conversation is going to focus on your business journey. So how long have you been coaching and what really led you to get into it in the first place? I've been coaching for four years. And what led me into the coaching field was essentially this, I had this, you could call it a breakdown or a breakthrough in my life probably about four and a half, five years ago, where I was like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) And um, at this point, I had finished university. I'd been traveling and working for music festivals for about five years. And I knew it wasn't for me. And I also knew that the more traditional way of working wasn't for me either, because I'd not really experienced it. And I didn't I didn't resonate with it. Like it feels like there's a lot of emphasis on long and hard working hours, which I don't intrinsically believe in. I don't think Mm -hmm. that's a natural way to live. So I was looking for a way to essentially be a leading change in the world and actually lead it by being it. Um, And what I, when I was at university, I studied psychology. So I had um, a degree in psychology and a minor in journalism And I did my master's, but I didn't do my PhD because by the end of my master's, I decided that I didn't entirely believe in the structures and the practices of psychology where you have to fit people into very strict and specific boxes instead of seeing them as very individual entities, which is how I see human beings. Um, So when I had this breakthrough, I was like, what am I doing with my life and what can I do with my life? And I decided that what was really important to me was for me to plan my strengths and to play my natural abilities. So using my, my psychology and counseling background, I built the coaching or the structure of a coaching business. So everybody knows that starting a business, it always has a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us about maybe one of those low points or, or just a disappointment that you experienced while you were getting your business started? 
I have a great story. I mean, I don't think I've met a single person who wouldn't agree that the first year is effing hard. It is so hard. (laughs) And for me, I mean, I came from this kind of dry scientific psychology background. So I thought that the way that I had to show up in my business was a reflection of that in order to be recognized as someone who had a business, someone that you could rely on and trust. And so in my first year of my business, I had this super dry, super boring messaging that wasn't truly who I am. And it was not a reflection of my life and my values. It was just what I thought I had to be, which is, I mean, it's hard to keep up and it's hard for people outside to relate to you. And I was like, why is it so hard for me to attract clients? Why is it so hard for me to get this business rolling? It just all felt so hard. Um, and at the time I was, I sort of had a side hustle. I did some copywriting and social media marketing for other businesses just to have the income rolling in because, you know, we need to make money somehow, Exactly. no matter what's happening in our businesses. Um, and I got to this point probably, uh, yeah, probably a year or six months to a year in where I was like, I, something has to shift. Either I have to give up on this idea and this dream and, and get a real job, so to speak, (laughs) or I need to change the way that I'm doing this. I need to change my approach. And I, I just decided that I was going to give up the side hustle and put both feet into my business because what was happening was I was putting all of these other people that I was working for first and not fully investing myself into my dream. And it was kind of like, uh, it was a really clever self-sabotaging move that we do when we're scared. <laughs> um, and so I quit everything. I finished up all my contracts, unraveled everything, and then sat down with myself and my business. And I, I probably cried because it all felt so huge and overwhelming. And then it was like something inside me just pushed me and I suddenly changed my branding. I changed my messaging. I changed the way that I wrote, the way that I um, interacted with people online, the way that I showed up. Just everything changed in a way that was much more truthful and authentic and vulnerable to who I really was. So instead of trying to have this very scientific dry facade that I was putting on, I started to share what was truly happening in my journey, which was I just spent, you know, three months in Central America and then uh, six months in the States and then three months in India. And I started talking about this lifestyle that I'd created and the work that I was doing and how I was creating and what I believed in and truly just showing up completely authentically with all of my uh, quirks and all of my challenges and all of my mistakes and everything. And it was amazing. You know, it was a real turning point in my business because within two weeks, my coaching calendar filled up because suddenly I was showing up truly and people could relate to me instead of me being like, yes, this is the scientific way of seeing this and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, which was, yeah, just not my truth. Right. I want to go back to something that you said and see if we can dig into that a little bit more because I'm finding that it's sort of a theme that I'm hearing from people. So you said that when you when you got to that point that you knew it was basically do this all in or go to work somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I could hear it in your voice that going to work somewhere was not an option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you said that you you something shifted inside of you and you were able to get to that point where you could really be authentic. What do you think that 
that shift was? What do you think that point was? What caused that for you to be able to get from, I need to do it this way because it's what's expected, to I'm going to do it this way because it's really, really me. And I want people to see that. For me, I feel that it was really letting go of that plan B or that safety net and fully stepping in and investing in myself and taking that leap towards what I really wanted. I was sort of, you know, walking this safety net by doing what I was doing to begin with and never fully stepping into what I truly wanted. And it was terrifying. I'm not going to pretend that it was like so easy and graceful. It wasn't. It was messy, but it was so necessary. You know, sometimes we have to face our biggest demons and our biggest struggles, which is the fear of failure, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of messing it up. And sometimes even the fear of success, like what if this does work? Like what if Mm -hmm. I can't handle it? Having to face all of those inner demons, which is what we work on as coaches all the time anyway, but we have to do it ourselves. We have to practice what we preach. So for me, it was definitely about like no more sort of dilly-dallying and and playing around the fact of what I truly want. It's time to fully step into it or let it go. No. One thing that you were saying was, you know, you had been, you've been traveling to a lot of different places. You started putting that sort of stuff out there, letting people see the real you, all of that sort of consistent action, you know, consistently letting people in, being transparent. At what point did you feel like you were starting to gain some momentum? You said that like within just a couple of weeks, you started having clients coming to you. It was it really just that point of being authentic? For me, it was. I mean, I'd been building an audience for Mm -hmm. a good six to 12 months by that time. And it was really interesting that people who did sign up for me with me in that first instance were people I had met at like social networking kind of events throughout the past year. And they were based all over the world. Um, But because I'd actually gone out and met them and they'd met me and we had had that personal interaction. And then my messaging finally resonated with them. Because it was actually me, the person they met in those instances that, that everything just clicked. I think that's a really interesting point that when you actually do meet people and you're different from that person that they saw on the website or that person that they see in those social media posts, that's a big disconnect. I mean, it may not be anything negative, but it's still, it puts the barrier up where people really can't feel like they're able to relate to you exactly really authentically. So a lot of people will measure their success by hitting certain goals or reaching a particular benchmark. What would you say has been your favorite achievement so far? Uh, That's a good question. I feel I've got two favorite achievements. One is really about the interaction the engagement that I have through my work, through my social media, through my newsletter, through my blog posts. When I know that my words and what I'm sharing is impactful, that feels like just like such a huge win in my life. And then the other point would be, I put out my first ever digital course about a year and a half ago. It's called Manifest More. And that course like almost created itself. As you know, sometimes you just have a concept or an idea and then it just comes into fruition. It was incredible. And the response to that course has been so good. And I recreated it earlier this year just to update it and make it better. And 
I just, I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy with it. And, and not just because of what I've created, but mostly because of the results that people tell me every single day that they get from the tools and the skills they learned from that course. It's just like, ah, oh, yes, I'm doing what I've always wanted to do, which was be creative and help people. Like that's all I ever wanted. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that course. It's called Manifest More, so it's essentially about manifesting. And the way that I see manifesting is the way we show up in our lives to intentionally create the the results and the experiences that we have in relationship with something larger than us. And you can call it the universe, you can call it um, God, whatever you want. But it's that creation of life, intentional creation of life in relation to something larger, as opposed to just, you know, what a lot of people are doing is being reactive, just reacting to life over and life circumstances and not recognizing the personal responsibility they hold. And so I actually take people through this six step process and apply it to, I think it's seven very specific areas. So it's first one is money because everyone wants to manifest more money. Second one is love and so on. We do need that money to <laughs> yeah. continue living. So yeah. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> so what if somebody was just getting started manifesting? What would be a tip or a practice or something that someone could do as a beginner to kind of dip their toe into the idea of I want to be more intentional mm, about what I bring into question. my life? The very first step that I teach is about getting clear around what you want. And it's funny because it sounds so simple. Like, obviously, you know what you want, but most people don't actually give themselves permission to want what they want. They'll often push those ideas and fears away. It's even like, you know, you want a successful coaching business, but a part of you resists that and is not truly asking for that. So giving yourself permission to ask and get really, really, really clear on what that looks like. And that means being super specific. How many, you know, if we're talking about a coaching business, for example, how many clients do you want per week or per month? How much money do you want to make? What kind of work do you want to show up and do? How do you want to relate with people? What is it that you actually want specifically? And then you know, you follow through and you find the steps of how to create that. But the first step is always about clarity. If you don't have clarity, what you get in return is the murky messiness of the, of the mind that you're sending out. And do you recommend that people get like really specific? I've heard people talk about creating a vision that's so specific that they know what smell is in the room <laughs> when they you know when they walk into their living room it smells like flowers or something like that I mean is it that specific that you need uh, to get with I would your say it varies from person to person so for me I get very specific on the very tangible things so like numbers I get really specific with and I get mm -hmm. really really specific with the feeling so it has to feel like expansion it has to feel like joy it has to feel fun it has to feel easy it has to feel so those you really want to get specific with the feelings above all because if you get too specific with what it looks like and how it shows up you can truly block it and you get confused with how it's happening and what's coming in so the focus has to be on the feeling as opposed to like right exactly how how the results will show up that makes sense so after you have created this online course, what is, what's next for you? What's, what's the future look like? I am noticing that I'm really expanding into more digital products. So, uh -huh. um, my mentoring or my coaching business is 
becoming more slowly, slowly becoming more about products as opposed to that one-on-one time, mm-hmm. because I really, I've noticed I love the creative aspect of creating these programs. Mm. Um, and beyond that, also working, I'm starting to work with new, with more brands. So actually creating the content for concepts and ideas for brands instead of just with individuals. Oh, interesting. Now I want to move the conversation a little bit into what's working right now in business. So one thing that a lot of coaches love to talk about is how do you make money? Some people, well, some people really just love the one-on-one clients. I mean, they want 20 clients a week. That's what they want to do. Other people like to dabble and they like to be creative. They like to try a lot of different things. They have a book, they have an online course, they have a few clients. They, they like to do a lot. So how are you generating revenue in your business? For me, it's a really equal um, spread across one-on-one mentoring and digital products. So I have three courses, online courses that people buy, and I have two types of online mentoring that I do with people. And it's absolutely equal. I was looking at the other day. I thought that maybe the products might have overtaken by now, but no, it's like an equal divide between mentoring and digital products. And that's it. That's, that's my income. So another thing that coaches love to talk about is how to get new clients, how to get those discovery sessions, how to book new people in. So what's your favorite strategy for bringing brand new clients into your business? I was thinking about this and I find that there's sort of a a step-by-step process. So the first step will be, for example, social media. I love Instagram. I use Instagram daily and it's one of my best marketing tools that I just love and it's really easy to grow there and attract clients and what I do is I just tell a lot of stories and then I offer a lot of free advice and value and and things that people can relate to so that's the first step so that you know I they find me through social social media they start following me and start getting to know me then the next step is well there's two next steps essentially I write I have a blog and I write at least once a week Mm -hmm. and so people go from Instagram to these blogs and then they get to know me a little bit more you know there's this process of trust building happening and I also create quite a lot of free opt-ins and programs and court and and I'd say courses like email courses short ones Mm -hmm. so that gets people onto my newsletter right um and so from Instagram they go onto my website and from my website they end up in my newsletter and then when I want to make sales my newsletter is the best point of call that I find Oh, nice. So you said that you really love Instagram. Do you love Instagram because you've tried everything and that's the best one for you? Or how do you feel about the other platforms? Or how do you feel about just focusing on one? I love focusing on one because it means that I can devote my time and attention to really excelling in that specific area. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have a Facebook page for a while and it felt like too much work and it felt like there wasn't enough traction, especially now, you know, the way that the algorithms and Facebook have changed and the way that if you have a business page on Facebook, they want you to pay for a lot of the posts and a lot of the, your audience don't actually see what's happening. I think something like only 20% of your audience get to see a lot of the posts. It mm-hmm. makes the conversion really difficult and not worth it for me. What I have done is my personal Facebook page is open as a public resource for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so anyone who wants to follow along and share 
is so welcome there because I don't see social media as a private space in any form whatsoever, even if you don't have a business. <laughs> so that's essentially like another, another pub, another marketing space for me. But I might, my focus is definitely on Instagram because it works well for me. I really enjoy using it and it means that I can create excellent high quality content in that one specific area and not have to think about any others. Mm -hmm. No, I like that because, I mean, I get a lot of different people with a lot of different ideas. And, you know, some people will say, I'm on everything. And to me, that feels overwhelming. But then they, they tell me, you know, no, just, you know, repurpose the same content. And you're just going to spread it and, and put it all over the place because not everybody's going to be on Facebook, you know, or not everybody's going to be on Instagram. But I also really like the idea of just focusing on one and not not feeling like, you have to be everywhere. I think it's also it's also about knowing your audience. So I mm -hmm. work with creatives for whom visuals are incredibly important. Right. And what platform is more visual than Instagram? Exactly. I don't want to talk, talk to people on Twitter because they're in a completely different realm. They're mm -hmm. not my ideal audience. They're not the people I want to work with. So, I mean, it really depends on what kind of business you have. For someone who's very strategic and political. Twitter is amazing. You mm -hmm. should totally focus your time there and Instagram probably not as much. So it's, it's really getting clear on who you're working with and who you want to work with. So what would be some tips for people who really don't know where their ideal client is hanging out? Or if maybe they haven't even quite identified that ideal client yet? That's such a good question. I feel like to identify your ideal client you actually have to identify who you are first and foremost. It's not so much about reaching far and away from your own comfort zone. It's about recognizing your truth and who you really are and how you like to show up and what you like to experience in the world and recognize you're going to attract people just like you. So wherever you love to hang out, your tribe is going to hang out too. Um, and even if you don't know exactly what your message and what your, what your vibe is about, just start working in the area that you enjoy being in and sharing, and sharing what you love, sharing what you're interested in, sharing what lights you up and sharing the things that work for you. I think that's a really good starting point. Sometimes, you know, I, I would say that as my business grows and evolves, I've changed my messaging. Quite often, even though it generally stays in the same vein, but my focus changes because I'm always growing and evolving and I want to keep teaching what I'm learning. Hmm. So how do you balance that with having a brand and then having sort of an evolving message? How do those two things work together? What I've discovered is that the people that I attract are not so much interested in a specific issue or problem that I might be solve, solving, but they're really interested in a specific type of approach to life that I'm doing. And so this particular approach to life can be applied to many different areas and many different things, but what stays the same is the approach as opposed to the specific problem or niche or whatever it is that you're going for. So the people that I'm working with, they really resonate with a particular way of seeing the world and, and, uh, and doing things in the world as opposed to solving a particular problem. Oh, interesting. So knowing what you know now about building up a successful coaching business, what would you say is one action step that coaches should take if they really want to create a successful business? Or maybe even is there something that you wish you had done first? 
something that has definitely impacted my business in a really positive way that's really transformed it was my ability to start telling stories. So storytelling is such a valuable skill and key to connecting with your audience. You know, you can call it marketing, you can call it communication, but it's how you do it. When you tell stories, people can relate to that on a really emotional level and sales happen from that emotional space. So yeah, storytelling, I would say is number one. So how do you weave storytelling into a platform like Instagram that's really visual? Mm -hmm. So obviously we get to put text underneath every picture. And so what I do is I tell little stories, little snippets from my life that answer questions that I know people want to know the answers to. People, Nobody wants to hear, nobody wants to be told what to do. We all want to be shown what to do. And so what I'll do instead of being like, you should do this, this will be really great. I'll tell a story about something that happened in my life, like a challenging time that I went through and the thing that impacted it in a positive way and transformed everything. And so I'll tell these tiny little stories every single day. Wow, that's great advice for somebody who's just, you know, maybe not sure how to get started. So, Vanda, this has been so good, and I've really learned a lot from everything that we've talked about today. So we're going to finish up now with the final five rapid-fire questions. <laughs> what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Following my intuition. <laughs> what is one quality that you think every successful coach needs to develop? Sales, learning to ask for the sale, no matter what. Recommend one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. Mm, I'm going to choose The Crossroads of Must and Should by Al Luna. It's really good. Nice. Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use and that you couldn't do business without. Acuity scheduling for booking appointments and taking payments. Cool. And finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What's your website and what social platforms are you on? Uh, as I said, I'm on Instagram. I love it. <laughs> you can find me. It's just my name, Vienda Maria. So at Vienda Maria. Um, and my website is viendamaria.com. So all really simple and self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me. I'll be sure to get all of those links and the recommendations up on the show notes page. Thank you so much, Vienda. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. From August the 10th to the 20th of 2017, I'm joining forces with business coach Kay Sanders from episode 28, along with over 25 other industry experts to help you kickstart your business success. Are you stuck in your business and wondering how to move forward? Go to unstoppablecoach.co slash kickstart to learn more. We've put together over 25 amazing resources, ebooks, e-courses, PDFs, reports, MP3s, tools, techniques, and strategies just for you. Learn how to profit from podcasting. That one's mine. How to grow your business without a big list. How to increase your vibration to increase your impact. The golden rule of wealth creation. And pitch to profit speakers toolkit just to name a few. Choose one or all of these freebies. Go to unstoppablecoach.co slash kickstart for more information.